Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I am good, thanks. Uh, I mean, the weather is a bit miserable, but otherwise I'm really good. How are Hello, you? Hello, Autumn. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm sort of going slightly stir crazy about autumn and suddenly it just cooled down and now all the jumpers are out. I know, the jumpers are out. I feel like yeah. we've not really had a summer. Yeah, still waiting for that. Not a proper one. Still waiting no. for that summer. Definitely. How how was your super critter? My super critter is great. Bramble's just actually chilling by my side here, uh, so she might jump up later. But um, she is good. We went for a great big walk in the rain this weekend. Just embraced it. And um, nice. yeah. What about your? How's your super critter? How's so my super critter is not with me right now. He's back at my house because I'm not at my house. So I'm mm -hmm. for three months not there, but I'll be there. I still go back and I look after him, and he comes back and talks to me. So mm -hmm. uh, very much miss him. So I hope that Bramble shows her face. Yes, that would be nice. Also, I just feel like I should give a little disclaimer that at this very moment, out of this very window um i can see someone's feet now i'm on the first floor so that's <laughs> not what you should be seeing but um we've got some builders fixing our roof just want to make sure that i've said that in case there's any hammering we'll just sort of embrace that as the character the quirky character of the show shall we yeah i would like to also just say you know there's a real life podcast we don't cut or edit anything so nope. um we have to have these disclaimers and thank you for bearing with us yeah what you see is what you get literally oh, no, i just looked in okay this is great um <laughs> shall we get started <laughs> i think we should because otherwise we're just chatting cool well welcome back our very first full episode of inbox heroes excited excited sarah and Marette doing the email things um i mean sarah uh do you think there's any particular big updates in email marketing right now mm, i don't know i think there's been a bit of a hoo-ha about um apple's new ios 15 update and the impact it's been having on email marketers and how users are being protected so that's actually today's episode an apple a day all about the ios 15 update and obviously at this stage there's not really enough data across the industry to come to full conclusion yeah, so it's a bit absolutely. of a preview really it is however ios 15 has gone live and um it's been a while coming one thing that i think is really good before we before we go into sort of the practicalities of it is how apple's been very upfront about communicating this mm -hmm. i think they've started communicating this quite a few months ago really i think about six months ahead of the mm. actual update yeah so there's been plenty of time for us email marketers to panic uh to prepare and uh to get ready uh really so sarah uh you have an iphone I you do. are you're you're bought into the apple suite aren't you you're fully uh, for my personal use yes yeah yes so this is you've seen this then yeah these are my actual screenshots for when it happened so oh, um <laughs> so full disclosure for me as well because i've been really busy this summer actually 
these news have completely bypassed me. I had no mm. clue this was coming up. Um, so when the news came up from sort of a user side that this would be available, I was like, oh, oh. And then I looked on good old Twitter and found that people were getting a little bit freaked out by it and um, a bit scared. And I liken it to what happened when GDPR came in, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody yeah. had a slight freak out. And I, I think this will be a little bit similar. In the end, it'll be for our betterment, I think. But, you know, we'll see yeah. in the pros and cons. But from a user's point, uh, what it actually is that it, when you use the Apple Mail app on your um, Apple device, um, in which you can link different inboxes, um, mm -hmm. you will be asked, uh, hey, do you want to protect your identity? If you want mm -hmm. to do that, then Apple goes into explaining at good length, I feel, with using really friendly language so people understand that they would hide your, their IP address and mm -hmm. send fake open data to the email sender. Now, so, that so has are they people sending fake data, as in basically, yeah, fake, fake opens and fake yeah. non-opens? Well, they will only always send an open. Okay. So it will always be positive, but you won't know whether it's real. <laughs> real and okay for the user this goes actually a little bit further because as part of that you also get something that's hide my email where a mm -hmm. fake email will be created that is linked to your account but it'll be an iCloud email with you know letters and numbers and you can use that as well to sign up to things um so there is there yeah. is sort of a two-parter to this really and this is more about the actual what it will do to our open rates and how we can react to it but from and a user's so point I have to say I absolutely agree with it if you don't want to be tracked you should have the right not to be tracked that is absolutely true so is when uh, you add an inbox to your apple mail will mm -hmm. they ask this for each email oh interestingly enough no it will be for all inboxes added to that email okay so it's on that device if you've ticked this it will yeah. count for every every different email address any inbox that you've linked correct these are the settings okay mm -hmm. cool um, I know you mentioned um, hide my email. I think I will double check it, but I'm pretty sure that's within, like you said, iCloud Plus, and it's actually a paid Correct. feature. Yeah. So it I think it's, actually, it's only actually the mail, the privacy protection, so hiding your IP address, which mm -hmm. is available to all Apple users. That's correct. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, Awesome. Yeah, because I also heard about um, there being like a VPN-like private feature, which yes. is for your subscriptions, etc. It might not be specifically for email marketing, but it is another way that Apple is protecting their users. And also, it's really important to say that Apple are just the first ones to clamp down, really, on this. There will be yeah. more coming. Yeah, couldn't agree more, for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you mentioned this pros and cons list. Let's check oh, it out. Oh, yes. I do like so, a good list. I love a good list. So, I what you've just said about, it's essentially about the privacy for the user. A GDPR catch-up, really, isn't it? Um, so, tech companies have been clamping down on uh, privacy for the user generally, there is more and more analytics companies that offer privacy, um, privacy, private, sorry, private analytics. So without any 
um, user data. We know that Chrome has announced um, that they won't be tracking third-party cookies anymore. There's a lot in the pipeline. I suppose this is the first update that specifically um, uh, impacts marketing, email marketing, right? Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. I think since GDPR, this is the next sort of biggest thing that's come in. Yeah, but I think where GDPR still put the onus on uh, the company, on the sellers, mm. uh, you should only keep data if you are meant to be keeping data, which I'm sure everyone is doing. Absolutely. <laughs> this actually gives the power to the user to say, I don't want to be tracked. Yeah, and in a real easily accessible way. So you don't need to have uh, any extra, you know, apps or plugins that mm -hmm. keep tracking from happening. So this is then for the masses and not just for the really techie people that know their stuff. Amazing. So, yeah, it's it's completely native in the Apple Mail uh, app, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So as a con then, I'm, co I'm going to combine these two points. Open rate mm -hmm. as a KPI is lost, um, ah. which is not, is that, we put it down like that as a con, but is that completely true? I think open rates are usually, from my point of view, across the industry used as a little bit of a vanity metric. Oh, look at mm. all of our opens. And oh, look, it, yeah. look at it. And it tends to be the bigger number, right? Because you need to open something in order to click through to something but really if you don't even bother opening it then was your subject line good enough you know it's like the first the first access to the email but what does yeah. it really say yeah exactly it means nothing uh in in the way of engagement right mm -hmm. our second pro this is what we should be looking at is we can still see clicks we can still see click through we can still see traffic to the website. Um, you know, we can still see revenue through email marketing um, in our analytics software. So there's a lot more things that we can and actually should be focusing on as, as email marketers. Yeah, really. I mean, as a con, you've got there that email marketers might be worried regarding ROI and proving their return on investment, but really because there is only one element being taken out of the chain of events, i.e. the open. Um, and it's not even that drastic because, for example, um, some email providers have started uh, splitting up their, um, K their KPIs into trackable and untrackable opens so the mm -hmm. not trackable opens are then attributed to apple mail and they have a little asterisk there that will explain to you why um, which is also what we're talking about now and the main mm. open rate still remains the main open rate so really the amount of apple mail users there are out there will be a lot lower most likely than other yeah. male uh, male clients yeah exactly and um it's about rethinking what we should focus on and what we should be reporting on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this earlier and you actually said something really interesting that I hadn't thought about. People who may have opened um, an email with using the Apple Mail app might then go on 
into the browser and open open the same email using Gmail. Yeah. Don't we all so, know that unique opens are always so much lower? And that's because people open the same email potentially across devices. Yeah, exactly. Like if you get a, a, an email from a clothing brand or something, you see something on your on your phone or on your device where you're like, hey, do you know what? I'm going to come back to that later because I want to buy, I don't know, those biscuits for my dog. <laughs> from a clothing brand good <laughs> well mm, yeah mm. maybe well may, maybe on a buy a new jumper autumn is coming yeah maybe that <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah i think um the cons where we're talking about database health and kind of bringing deliverability into that that is one that concerns me i think uh you out of everyone sarah knows that i'm a very big advocate of keeping your lists small and engaged. Mm. Um, so this is one where I um, could see some potential uh, challenges, ways mm. where we where we'll have to learn how it will actually work and how we could um, manage with with this tracking being gone. Because um, how can we keep our database healthy and um, full of people that do engage and want to hear from us if we mm. don't actually know whether the contact is active or not. Absolutely. And I think in prep, you also gave the example of some newsletters are not about the click through. They are just about the actual newsletter in itself. And there yeah. it becomes really difficult. If you've got any automation setup that um, use opens as a starting block, that those I would right now revisit and see whether you can restructure that exact um, workflow and and see whether you can actually um, re-engineer it so it doesn't rely on open rates because that will potentially yeah make database health really difficult yeah absolutely but then I guess moving back to the to the pros list this is it is such a good opportunity in the same way to be honest that GDPR was a good opportunity to understand who of your massive database actually wants to hear from you, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, those contacts, we know we know we've got a 20 to 30 percent churn rate, right? We know we mm -hmm. lose that many that many customers, but some of them will might might have never wanted to really hear from us in the first place. So why keep them on? Why keep them yeah. hostage instead yeah, of why... actually <laughs> engaging them? Exactly. And use the, you know, use the opportunity to to talk to your to your contacts, talk to your audience, talk to your people and get to know them better. This is such a good opportunity to not just know, okay, these people want to hear from me, but also actually learn more about them. Do you yeah. want to set up, you know, different subscription types? Do you want to learn your contacts date of birth? There are so many things you can do to make your conversation so much more personal. Absolutely. And I think the worst kind of email marketing is mediocre email marketing, because that is the sort of, I'm just bobbing along. I'm not doing anything really interesting. I'm not really, yeah. you know, super bad about stuff, but I'm just bobbing along. Really, um, there's a reason there's, there's a reason why email is still the highest performing sales channel. Um, across everywhere. You might be spending a lot in Google Ads. You might be spending a lot across social media, pushing PPC, etc. Email still has the best conversion rates 
that yeah because because it's about relationship yeah absolutely i um yeah and i just think this is this is opportunity for absolutely. great email marketing uh, uh, sorry for great email marketeers to get to know their people better and build that community Exactly. And if you don't feel you're there yet, just do a little bit of research and step by step implement some changes and see how your email contacts are reacting to it. And don't be afraid of the unsubscribe because they tell you clearly what they want. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's super smooth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so shall we talk about um, our very first top of the inbox? Mm. So top of the inbox is uh, one of our segments where we chat about um, newsletters that we love, that we often open, that we, um, yeah, that we really enjoy reading. Um, and I had the chance to, uh, to introduce our very first top of the inbox. And I've gone for flow state. Now this probably looks like a really simple email address, but it still gets our gold star. So flow state um, is, is a newsletter which gets sent pretty much every working day uh, to help you get into the flow. So that's the whole, the whole point of it, which is amazing. So they give you a little bit of blurb about the artist and then send you to the specific album on whatever platform you listen to your music, basically. Mm -hmm. So they make it short, they make it sweet, to make it easy uh, and what I really like um, besides the simple design and accessibility because it's all text you can't pretty much except for that really tiny tiny banner down here there's nothing you can really miss about it but what I love is that they invite you um, to rate the music you got that day that doesn't mean you're unsubscribed they literally just ask a few more questions based on how you've rated it um, and I don't know presumably they that might influence them in the future maybe if so, maybe if an artist gets a lot of positive reviews um, they'll feature them more often and if they don't get such great reviews maybe they don't get featured anymore yeah I think um, that would make sense I'm really liking it yeah it just feels mega easy and still engaging so that's why it's the top of the inbox for me. And I actually listen to a lot of the music they send over. Wonderful. I'm tempted to subscribe. Um, well, do I also see a little bit of a sponsor at the top of the email? There is a sponsor, but do you think it's really in your face? No, not at all. I had to sort of squint and see and I go, okay, I think that's fair enough, you know, if because yeah. it looks all the same and in the similar similar style but you know they've got that's the only big cta button that we see there so in a way it is quite prominent without being mm -hmm. in your face yeah i think they've done it clever by making the cta the same color as um as the cta text the hyperlink mm -hmm. text um but yeah so they do actually have sponsorships i think you can get a three-day sponsorship at a time um but they do vet the services that they oh, nice. uh that they push so so overall yeah. it's really controlled and i guess um how long have you been subscribing to them oh i've been i've been subscribed to them for well nearly a year i think oh wow um yeah and 
yeah what i like is it's it's super easy going um the sponsorship helps them um because obviously sending out an email is free so i suppose it helps them at least break even yeah love it oh you mean uh sending an email isn't free right sending an email isn't free but what i mean yeah. is we we don't pay oh yes oh of email. course yeah of yeah course. <laughs> Because there is a cost um, to it, and we will get into that in a later episode. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so next then. See, and this is why I did my super slick intro, because I thought this was the next point. And oh. I felt very smug. And then I was like, <laughs> oh no, top of the box first. Oh, oh no. Well, that's oh, so no. cool. The next one is why we unsubscribe. Sarah, over to you. So why we unsubscribe is one of our segments. So as you, you'll see today, we have like three things we basically talk about. Um, a couple of them will be segments like this. So why we unsubscribe um, is the segment where we give you an example of a newsletter we have recently unsubscribed to. And today we're going into the number one reason why people unsubscribe. And let's just take a little bit of a guess of why that is. <laughs> I would say... Moret, what do you think? Uh, you know, inbox zero is something that I strive for, but this is it, the higher number is more like what my inbox looks like. Thirty thousand, really? <laughs> Maybe not Wonderful. quite thirty thousand. Yeah. And if you're listening to us on a podcast streaming platform, we're basically having a look at a GIF of uh, lots of numbers going up in terms of unread emails. So to say that the number one reason people unsubscribe is receiving too many emails is probably correct, which brings me to my why I unsubscribe this week, because I professionally unsubscribe from stuff as well as I subscribe. Um, so this is Saatchi Art. I love art. I love looking at art. But they have recently stepped up the frequency of the emails so much that I cannot support that any longer. So there is examples in there from trending artists this week. First of all, you don't buy art every week. It's not a small purchase. It's not a <laughs> frequent purchase. There is, it's not like your bread and butter. Um, I can it, say, it's not like you go to the supermarket and go, I know what I'll get. Correct. You only have a limited amount of wall space. You know, there is many different reasons not to buy an artwork every week, although I would love it. But I subscribe to them because I quite like looking at the art. I'm like, oh, look at that. This looks nice. I might click through, might look at it. I have previously purchased from them as well. So it's not like, you know, I've just randomly signed up to them because I like yeah. art, although I think that's perfectly fine too. Anywho... <laughs> too many emails is my problem. I go through to unsubscribe. The email preferences let me say which newsletter I would like to subscribe to, but don't give me an option of frequency. And that's why I'll unsubscribe because really, Sachia, I want to hear from you, but maybe once a month. Let's be a friend once a month, but not every week or several times a week. That is yeah, just, it, I can't. No, and it's odd that they've got trending this week and then new this week. So are the new ones not trending? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a lot, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, please add so something to your email preference center that lets people just weed out the frequency. So I actually have a really good example, which was a super last minute addition to, the, to this show um, because I got it this afternoon and I was like, yes. 
So there are ways of doing this, and we will go into this way more over the next few episodes, but email preferences give your uh, audience, your database, your contacts, um, the opportunity to um, decide what they want. So I got an email today where they are literally asking me, are we emailing too much? In the email itself, um, they basically said, look, we've launched several um, initiatives this year. As a result, we've been sending more and more emails. What we're trying to do is consolidate those. So please help us out. This is our census um, where, we, where we ask you how you would like to receive the information that we send out. And literally what they're saying is, we do not want to overload your inbox, but we do want to stay connected. And I think that mm -hmm. is such a, such a great way of, of fixing this problem. I've got a goosebump moment there. Really, <laughs> I got goosebumps. You know, mm. we don't want to overload your inbox, we, we, but we do want to stay connected to you and your business. So strong. Just be it? honest. Yeah. I think, could yeah, that, that, that could also easily be top of the box, to be fair. That is a really <laughs> good example of how to do it right. And it's so yeah, it's easy great. to do it right. And it's easy to implement uh, those things. But even just knowing about them is the first step, I think, in the right direction. Absolutely. I feel which like is why I've we're here. From, which is why we're here. I mean, Sarah, I'm going to come out of here. Oh, oh, we're big now. Okay. That was our first episode. Full episode. One thing I've learned, don't yeah. tell anyone, but I say absolutely quite a lot. I'm going to work on not saying that so much next episode, I think. <laughs> okay. What have I learned? I um, have learned that I should actually pay attention to the free, uh, to the actual um, itinerary of our episode and like <laughs> what comes when and not be really smug about a really slick like move over to a different segment and then it's a completely other segment that I wasn't being <laughs> super smooth about and then failing at that. Anyway, this was the first episode. We are still learning. We're we loving are. that you are learning with us absolutely right? and um we've got the show notes we do you can find them on inbox-heroes.com yes and um yeah if you have any questions or any subjects that you'd like us to chat about please let us know yeah drop us an email find us on socials and we just say bye